TH Glee, the show where we get high and watch Glee. I'm Courtney, and I've never seen all of Glee. And I'm Elise, and Glee was my entire personality back in the day. I know for the listeners, we are both consuming weed legally and are allowed to have it, so if it is not legal in your area or you are not of legal age to consume it, please don't. And yes, we will be trashing Will Schuster in every episode. Please enjoy this and hi us, take it away. Four twenty. You guys, we made it to episode four twenty. We did it. If only that, it were good. I think that means we win Glee. Mm. Based on this episode, though, we definitely lost. Yeah, we're the losers here. Yeah. No matter who wins, we lose. Yeah. So this is season four, episode twenty. It's called Lights Out. I don't have much positive to say about this. Okay, first of all, why is the power out the entire week of school? And why are they still allowed to be inside of that school? And again, no mention of the school shooting that happened recently that traumatized everybody and definitely would traumatize the kids again in this with the power going out. Yeah, I would be fucking terrified if the power went out. Yeah. Also, the power isn't like entirely out. And also, it's just at the school, because, like, they go to Breadsticks, and, like, the power's working. Yeah. And maybe Breadsticks is on the other side of town. (laughs) But, yeah, there's no explanation for why the power is out. It's just that this week the power is out. So that's what we have to work with, I guess. This episode is just... It doesn't make any sense. Like, it's so lazy. What even happened in this episode besides just, like, the most bananas reveals for no reason? Nothing. Okay. Nothing? Like, like, what from this episode are we going to carry with us going forward? Nothing. 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 I guess Blaine figured out the Sue thing. Yeah. That's, like, it. And, like, who cares? I guess Becky is, like, gonna tell Figgins the truth or something. I don't know. I was tuning out during that. It just... It feels like this episode was just Ryan Murphy wanting to be like, and here's some other stuff about these characters that we haven't gotten to yet. But it's the end of the season, so... Reveals. Also, every week, they, like, claim to have selected their songs for nationals. Yeah. And then and the next week starts, and they're like, okay, we should definitely do this for nationals. Spoiler, they do none of it for nationals. And not even nationals, for regionals. We're not even at regionals. Also, <laughs> also, it's it's just, sorry, it's just so loud. I understand why it's so loud. Um, it's like underscoring. I hate it. Um. I don't I don't understand why they 
um, had to like have these like really big reveals in this episode. This is supposed to be Tuesday's Fox's comedy block or whatever. Yeah. So this this particular stream of this, it opened with the you're watching Fox's Tuesday night comedies. Up first, smash hit comedy Glee. Coming up next, New Girl, followed by the Mindy Project. And then this episode is the most uncomfortable thing. <laughs> it is just, it's too much. It, it doesn't it's make any much. sense, like, at all. They're, like, so, I guess we should just do the plot. So, the, the they're, they're at yeah. school, and Mr. Shoe's like, this week we're gonna like learn how to be powerhouse singers because I saw the singer from this other school um when I was spying Which, on Which by the way is like the runner up from American Idol that nobody has heard of since this. Oh there you go. And first of all she was just singing the Star Spangled Banner, which like I guess sure. Yeah. Um, I was But Mr. And they, ne- like, they don't say her name either. I think he does, but I don't I just I don't care. Um <laughs> So Mr. Shu is like, we have to like learn how to bring down a stadium. And then the power goes out. And he's like, just kidding. This week we're MTV unplugged. And so And that's not really an exaggeration. It's not. They like fully do like acoustic songs. Um when he says it's unplugged week. Yeah. So Sam comes in and sings a Phil Spector song with his guitar. Which is fine. It's not a Phil... Well, it it was produced by Phil Spector. It's not... Yeah, whatever. I don't know the songs. All I know is he said Phil Spector. He did did mention Phil Spector. You're right. What am I I, supposed to know things? I I didn't know the song. Okay. It's the song You've Lost That Loving Feeling. Yeah, I don't know. So he sings that song. But Artie's, like, texting in the middle of this song. And I fully, like, was going to say out loud how rude of Artie to be texting in, like, the middle of his song. Like, that's, they never do that. And then mm-hmm. Sam actually called him out on it, so it was, like, a part of the plot. Because Sam is like, you know, sometimes when you're poor, the power doesn't go on, so you have to, like, entertain people with your guitar. And so Artie goes to do, like, his song... But he wants a synth back, and that's when Sam gets all like preachy about technology. And then, um, uh, they then Artie's like riding down the hallway in his wheelchair, and his like crunches over something. He's like, "What if we made art with garbage?" Um, so <laughs> they're gonna do that, I guess. But also. Writer is still getting catfished and so he's like trying to figure out who's catfishing him and he he thinks it's kitty which makes sense to me i would also think it's kitty <laughs> but um he's worried that like the person who's catfishing him is going to tell everyone his like deepest darkest secret um so he's like i gotta tell everyone before they do and so he sings um, Everybody Hurts <laughs> with, like, the full orchestra. Oh, God. And then... Courtney, and then... Courtney for starters. Yeah. Because he was, like, teasing that he had a secret for, like, a lot of the episode. 
Yeah. And Courtney goes, is his secret going to be like really absurd or is it going to be way, way too dark? And I was like, it's the second one. Yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. And show enough, um, he finishes the song and is like, by the way, when I was 11, I got molested by my babysitter. And like, he's talking about how like, she like, went in the shower with him and then Sam and Artie immediately are like, bro, that's so cool. Like you got like, you got to hook up with like a 17 year old when you were 11, like bra and Mr. Shoe and all the, everyone else in the classroom is like, no, what are you doing? I don't, here's what I don't understand. <clears throat> I think what Ryan Murphy was going for was to like, take that assumption down a peg but I think mm-hmm. it would have been more effective if instead of featuring that opinion at all, they had just all been supportive of him. <laughs> the, yeah, if they had all been like... Instead, it is so disturbing. Yeah, especially because, like, it's it's his friends, supposedly, and they're being like, bro, why are you mad? Like, you got puss. Like, but it's like... It's no, really had, like, upsetting. A, a traumatizing event happened to him, and you guys are making, like, fun of it. And, he was yeah. literally sexually abused. Why? And, and they're like, "Why would you be embarrassed to tell us that?" And it's like, God, I, I don't, I don't know why we needed it. It was so unnecessary. And then, like, Kitty takes him to Breadsticks and tells her a whole story about how she was like sexually abused as a kid and how it made her switch schools because um, everyone in this. Everyone at McKinley has to come from a different high school. Nobody has started at McKinley. No one. The fact that they ever have freshmen is a miracle. Um, Yeah, I think Rachel's the only one that hadn't transferred at some point. Yeah. So there's just, like, now they've trauma bonded, I guess. Like, Kitty and Ryder. But Mm -hmm. Ryder is still trying to, like, meet up with the person catfishing him. Which we all know is unique. Um, Well... (laughs) The the characters of the show do not know. You no, and I know. I but, uh, yeah, it's a little strange because Kitty's, like, stop, like, projecting onto this girl or this person. And, like, I'm right here saying that, like, yeah. I want to go out with you. Um, and he's like, no, I think I'll keep obsessing over this catfisher <laughs> this confirmed yeah. catfisher it's it's insane like he should have just gone out with kitty like but now kitty's gonna be interested in somebody else who Artie? i mean they were already hinting at that oh yeah they were Fuck. you remember when he was like kitty you are so sexy as ginger yes. spice yes i do remember that yeah, so that's happening. And then Artie, they they cut from the scene in Breadsticks. I think it was the, the scene in Breadsticks. Yeah. To them doing their, like, um, stomp. They're doing a Queen song. They're doing... Um, it's called We Will Rock You. It's, that's like, one of the most famous songs of all time. I could, I could not think of the name. I'm so sorry. I, my brain was <laughs> like, no. No name for you. Um but it was like so jarring to cut from that to like fucking stomp. Every like, cut in this was like 
was was like uh like slamming the brakes on a car too fast. Yeah, it was just so every weird. every transition was just non-existent. I got whiplash from this episode. Like, but yeah, so they do. We will rock you, Acapulco, with some trash. Um, and there's there's like a lot of stuff and like a lot of people on the stage. There's like yeah. more people that are in the Glee Club, it's, and I think... they're they're like slamming together trash can lids and stuff. And at one point, Jake is doing like a tap dance, and it's just on the stage. But there's like what bubble looks wrap? like maybe like tin foil or something. But it and sounds he's dancing like over wrap. it. But like there's not a special sound coming from it. It just sounds like he's dancing. It's no, really it sounded, weird. It sounded like bubble wrap. It wasn't though. It I was, know, like, but it sounded like it. It looked like saran wrap or like uh or like uh aluminum foil. Aluminium. Yeah, it, it was a weird number choice. So they do that and then nothing really comes of Ryder telling his secret. Like they don't really bring it up again. No. Kitty Will just like, say like I I have to report this, which is true. Yeah. He does, but Ryder's like, no, the girl who did it already got locked up because she was doing it to other kids too. But he also okay. with his parents. Yeah, I'm like, so how do you? I don't. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's I would think I would think your parents would be concerned if the girl that they had formerly left you in care of was sent to prison for child molestation. I would think they'd yeah. talk to you about it. And be like, hey, did this happen? Yeah. And then you could say yes. You would, would like never have a better opportunity to to tell them the truth than in that moment. Like it's, I don't. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Listen, Ryan Murphy is credited as the writer of this episode, and I gotta say, dude, not your best work. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm gonna have to have him go back to the drawing board on this one, bro. I can't believe I'm genuinely thinking that the previous episode was better than this. I can't believe that. I. It's crazy. This one had Santana in it, and it was a worse episode. Because they sang the weirdest song. <laughs> Courtney, do you know what musical that's from? Yes. Okay, I'm just making sure. Yeah, so writers, like, back in the library chatting with the catfish, and that's when Kitty is like, hey, we should go out, and writers like, no, I really like this person, whoever they're cat- whoever's catfishing me. And she's like, I'm real and I'm right here, but whatever, bye. And yeah, then, she's like rightfully offended. <laughs> yeah, and then he like goes back to being catfished. And then they sing one more acapella song together. They what sing they the, the Longest Time by Billy Joel. For the longest time. Also, the power comes back on and Mr. Shu is like, but we're going to do acapella music. And at no point is it mentioned that the de facto student leader of the Glee Club has won titles as the head of a prestigious acapella group. Yeah. Blaine At no point does it mention, Anderson. and no point does Blaine get time to shine. No. Blaine doesn't even get to a solo on the song. It's ridiculous. It should have been his. It should have. He should have sung lead. He should. They should have done this sequence of him like teaching them little acapella choreography and like yeah, conducting and, like, them the while they sing it. Yeah. yeah. That would have been cute. Wasted potential. Um, instead they were like, what if no. Um <laughs> Marley? Oh my god, were you watching Marley during this scene? 
Um, I could hear her too when she would go, time. She was like, time. <laughs> she was doing the wackiest vocals and she was doing this dance in the back that like I can't even imitate it because I would shake things too much. Like it just, <laughs> it was, it was so weird. Her it was like, like character Carlton. thing is that she's like dorky, but like, oh, I, but like not like it's weird. It's hard to say. She's quirky. She kind of, um, she kind of was giving me like Blair St. Clair vibes. Yeah. <laughs> baby giraffe for sure hey no because i'm a baby giraffe gangly <laughs> so meanwhile in new york rachel's work like gearing up for her funny girl callbacks santana is apparently working as like a go-go dancer in like a lesbian bar which like good for her she's um, also like a her at a lesbian beer garden and they're like saying this like these are bad jobs yeah like no. do you know how many worse jobs there are out there these are jobs that she has the skill set for they're in an environment that she would enjoy it gives her an opportunity to build community with her fellow lesbians like it sounds like a great like like yeah. a great roster of like day jobs i don't know what their problem is yeah they're like, like you can really be doing something creative and i'm like she is dancing yeah she gets to <laughs> shake her ass so. I don't know. I didn't think it was a big deal. I didn't think I didn't it was either. worthy of like mention, which they have. But they're all getting on her case for like not having a dream, and she's like, just because I don't want to be on Broadway doesn't mean I don't have dreams. And also, she's like allowed to like take time off and be like a kid in New York, like yeah, nineteen in New York, if that. So they're like getting on her case, and then <laughs> Kurt, we're reminded, still works for Vote.com as um very this, this is the last appearance of this set and this character <laughs> that's insane but yeah i guess they're doing a like a met ballet gala thing it's like it's a big the thing. met gala but they're calling it like the new york ballet gala yeah so that event's coming up and like she needs a celebrity wrangler because hers can't do it anymore and so kurt's the new celebrity wrangler and he um, gets... I, I just have to say one thing about this scene. Yeah. Um, when he comes in, uh, Isabel, Barry Cradshaw, SJP, is on the phone. And she's like, Darren, you're going to be seated next to Christopher at the event. So play nice. And Kurt is like, Darren. And she goes, Aronofsky, Nofsky. Christopher yeah. Nolan. And he's like, oh. And everybody that watched this that was like on Tumblr was like, Hey, what was that a joke about? Because Kurt and Blaine are played by Darren and Christopher. And, like, Ryan Murphy wrote this and was, like, telling them to be nice. And, like, like made Kurt, like, take part in that. And made, like, Chris Colfer, like, take part. It was, it was just very uh, weird. And we still don't know what the deal was with that joke. I understand now. I thought yeah. it was just, like, a weird name droppy thing. No. I mean, there's like a 1% chance that it was, but knowing how weird and catty Ryan Murphy is, it feels a little pointed. <laughs> oh. Is he getting mad at the fandom again? I don't know. I, I Was he like, was there drama happening with with Darren and Chris? I don't know. We don't know. This is the point. It's, it's why it was so weird. It was weird. Yeah, so he enlists Rachel and Santana's help to like with this event and so they all go to the like ballet center 
um, I don't know where they are, the Metropolitan. They're, like, at a theater. Yeah, they're probably at Lincoln Center. Yeah. And they're, like, getting ready for the event. And they're talking about, like, how they, how, like, Rachel and Kurt are, like, we love ballet. We love dancing. Do we get to watch it? And Sarah Jessica Parker Crouchaw is, like, yeah, you can watch it in the wings with me. The best seat in the house. Santana, do you want to watch with us? And then they're, like, no, Santana doesn't like ballet. And then Santana's, like, no, guys, I do like ballet. I just, I didn't get to do much of it as a kid. <laughs> like, apparently this sequence and them doing this song was sarah jessica parker's idea which makes it even more insane to me because this is this is it's not bad it's just by far one of the weirdest things that has happened on the show so far which like i feel like is saying something yeah so they sing like as a as a as a quartet the four of them stand on the stage in the dark with like spotlights on them and sing. Um, I don't know the name of the song. I know it's, it's from called Chorus at the ballet line. at the ballet. It's from chorus line, right? Yes. Yeah. Which there's a lot of dialogue in this song. <laughs> and it's all so specific and like has nothing to do with the characters. Yeah. I don't know why you would keep the dialogue. I don't know. It's like, about like her parents awful relationship (laughs) and how everything is beautiful at the ballet it's just it's so random i'm yawning again just thinking about it they're singing it as like ballerinas are happening behind them and then ballerinas are happening (laughs) well and then the song ends and they're all still standing on the front of the stage and they just like look at each other like that actually just happened. Like they all And just then they just like them. launch into a continuation of the conversation. Yeah. Like it did just happen. It's and like what is what? It is bananas. I was so confused. Yeah. And so like like I guess Santana enrolls to take dance classes at Niata. Niata has what they call extension classes. Yeah, so you don't and they're apparently more. like affordable. And I'm like, no way. No. No. It yeah. So now Santana is like taking dance classes at Niata, but she doesn't go to Niata. Also, I remember specifically in the credits it said Amber Riley would be in this episode. Oh, so Amber Riley and, like, Harry Shim Jr. and everything, they're still credited as, like, series regulars. So they were wow. still in the credits, even though they weren't in the episode. Although, they are in the next two episodes. Oh, there you go. And They're I all... think probably also the beginnings of season five. Well, so yeah, so San- Santana is now kind of at Niata. He also says that she isn't about to pay $30,000 a year to go to Niata for real. And I'm like, Niata must cost more than $30,000. Dude. In like, NYU there's no like, way it doesn't cost at least 50. <laughs> NYU costs 70. Like, yeah. On. Like it's, it's just not. <laughs> yeah. It's stupid. But yeah, the episode doesn't matter. <laughs> Yeah, it, it kind of doesn't. 
Um, Nothing happened. Oh, you know what we forgot? Sue. Mm -hmm. I blacked it Mm -hmm. out immediately. (laughs) Yeah, so um, you can start with Blaine going to her fitness class. So Sue is now working as a personal trainer at what looks like Soul Cycle, but without the cycle. Just like CrossFit, I guess. But Blaine is like in this class as they're doing their like cardio, little calisthenics, Pilates, whatever bullshit. And Sue is just like shouting at people and they start crying at the end of class. And then Sue like takes Blaine aside and is like, I shouldn't have let you in this class, but I didn't recognize you. I thought you were some, I don't know, lesbian something or other. And Blaine's like, you have to come back to, or like, I know, I know something weird happened with the shooting stuff. Like I, something was going on, something like that. Yeah. But basically. Like, yeah. And this is like, nope. Bye. And then we, the, Sue comes to the school and is like sitting on the bleachers watching a Cheerios practice. And like Becky joins her and is like, I miss you. Come back. Like, I'll tell the truth. You can get your job back. And Sue's like, no, I don't want my job back. I like my life better now. And then, and then she sings little girls from Annie. (laughs) So I will say at the time that this, was being filmed it had been announced that jane lynch was going to play that role on broadway so this was kind of promotion for that but i still didn't care for it it fully came out of fucking nowhere you heard the opening horn notes and you were like no (laughs) oh my brain turned off like it just went (laughs) shut down it was strange also i don't think she'd be allowed on school grounds no, because you're not a teacher anymore, and you got fired for shooting a guy. <laughs> like, ugh. ugh. So, she, like, sings the song, but it's a dream sequence, and then she decides that she's not going to go back to the school. And that's that, I guess. But then, um, at the end of the episode, Nene Leakes takes Becky to Principal Figgins, because she keeps making fart noises every time she bends over and blinks. <laughs> Which, yeah, that's really annoying. And then Becky tells Principal Figgins that she has something to say. So. Yeah. That's that. Like, nothing. This doesn't matter. We could have skipped this one and we would have missed nothing. Yeah. that's not how this works unfortunately Uh, are you sure if i were only showing you the episodes of glee that mattered we would have finished this a long ass time ago (laughs) oh man well what was your favorite song Uh, um that's the problem with these episodes is there's not even good songs in them like some of the worst episodes we watched have had some good songs in them, at least. Why didn't Blaine get to sing at all? He hasn't sang in a minute. It's not fair. Well, he sang that in that, like, weepy little Marley song in the last episode. That doesn't count. Her songs don't count. I don't know. I guess... Ugh. 
I guess we will rock you. Yeah, that was fun. They were just doing stomp, though. Yeah, I didn't like it, though. The next episode is better. (laughs) (laughs) It's a Stevie Wonder tribute episode. Kate Hudson is there. Oh, thank God. Can't wait. I know you've missed her. (laughs) I've missed her so much. What's her name? Um, wait, uh, you'll get it, Kate Hudson, eventually. What's her name? I can only think of Kate Hudson. Oh, no. <laughs> um, uh, no, I'm like a full crisis. <laughs> Kate Hudson. Miss something. Hannigan. No. Um, I was gonna say maybe this will help jog my memory I was gonna say I don't remember I told you but there I went to the doctors like a couple weeks ago and I was just like waiting in the, the waiting room and they had the TV on and it was playing Bride Wars <laughs> <laughs> so I just like sat there and watched Bride Wars <laughs> for like too long sounds yeah. fun no, Toothless is locked out of my room. Toothless. What's Kate Hudson's name, Toothless? Then you can then you can come in. What's the password? What's the password? It's not Shelby. That's Dina Menzel. It's her name. Meow. Holly Holiday is Gwyneth Paltrow. Yep. Um, Another blonde woman. Come on. <laughs> oh, Cassandra July. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> it only took you two minutes. I was like, it's something stupid, it's something stupid, it's something stupid. It is, it is something stupid. <laughs> oh, I pulled that fully out of my ass. <laughs> Good job. I did it. I like to Yay. thank the Academy. <laughs> okay, well. Yeah, Bride Wars. Great movie. And halfway. Love it. Remember when Anne Hathaway was going to play Kurt's lesbian aunt? Uh, do you know who else is in Bride Wars that I forget about? Chris Pratt. Oh, interesting. Yeah, he's, I don't Anne, think I knew- he's Anne Hathaway's fiance until they like break up at the end. Did you know that Olivia Rodrigo was on an episode of New Girl? Really? Yeah. As like a five-year-old? As like a, as like a 13-year-old. Oh, okay. She's like 14, isn't she? <laughs> She's like 19. Yeah, whatever. Right New Girl was like 10 years ago. Well, then I don't know. Maybe she was younger. I'm saying, I know, like, um, What's Her Face was like a teacher in that show, so. Yeah, she, it was when she was like principal. Oh. Um, yeah, she's like a fan of like Nick's book. Oh. Pepperwood. Anyway, <laughs> Courtney, what was your favorite song? Um, was it at the ballet? <laughs> Daddy, I would love to dance. Sarah Jessica Parker just really wanted to sing that for some reason. She wanted to say, Daddy. <laughs> Go home and look at talk to Matthew Broderick then. Um, yeah. 
I guess we will rock you. Everybody Hurts was, like, good. Yeah, I mean, both of the songs from the start of the episode were all right. They just aren't very memorable. No, it's just, like, weird. Um, Toothless, you meowed to get in. Now you're meowing to get out? He just wants to share his opinions. You remember Cassandra July, so. That's true. I don't think I have anything else to say. Yeah, me neither. They didn't mention Finn. Nope. <laughs> he's just, he's gone now. Oh, that's really sad. Mm-hmm. You know, we can, we can end this. We're, we're going to end this right now. Future us. Take it away. <laughs> Daddy, I would love to. Thank you for listening to another episode of TH Glee. If you like this episode, you can give it a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to see more from us, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at THGlee420. If you want to hear more of my voice, you can check out Pumping Up the Podcast, a Hannah Montana podcast, or follow me on Twitter at LovelyLisi. And if you want to hear more of my voice, you can listen to Ramsey's recaps and Trailer Trash, or follow me on Twitter at PortySile. And until next time, don't stop believing. Oh my god. <laughs>